Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Michelle Connell on the line, and she's president and owner over at Porsche Capital Management. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam, for having me on. All right, so uh, excited to get into this uh, topic today. So we're going to talk about combining alternative investments uh, with with traditional portfolio management. A lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, executives listening right now, and some have heard about the idea of adding alternative investments to the mix, but not everybody's gone down that route. So I'm excited to have you provide a little bit of of clarification on that. Um, But before we do that, let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing over at Porsche Capital Management. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about your firm, please. Well, Adam, I have my own investment firm in North Texas that would be also known as Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm a female-owned firm, and I focus on managing money for charities and foundations and high-net-worth individuals. And uh, one one thing that I'd like to also highlight about your firm that makes you very unique is that you're also CFA. So um, for those that have been listening to my show for a long time, they know um, I was a finance advisor for many, many years, over a decade, and I had my CFP. So a lot, lot, for all the CFPs listening, don't get mad at what I'm about to say, but um, not everybody can be a CFA. Can you tell us a little bit more about the designation, please? Nor would they want to be. I know it's painful. I didn't want to. When they told me what I had to do, I said, nope, I'm good. No, (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) So I respect it. (laughs) uh, Yeah, and you you made the right decision. Uh, CFA (laughs) is considered uh, the platinum standard or the gold standard on Wall Street. If you want to work and manage money for a mutual fund, which I did in a prior life, or you want to manage money for an institutional firm, which I did, um, that's why I got the CFA designation. It stands for Chartered Financial Analyst. You take uh, three uh, sequential exams. The shortest time frame that you could probably pass all three exams is 18 months. And the odds of passing all three levels sequentially is now less than 12%. I wish I was exaggerating. I am not. And uh, in addition to passing those three, by the way, they're cumulative. So what you learned in level one, you have to know for level two, same for level three. So all three years are are full on game. Uh, I will also add to that, I've been teaching the CFA level one and three for 10 years in the uh in the texas area and i try to dissuade people so they make the right decision like you did adam and don't go through the pain <laughs> that's awesome all right let, let's jump into today's topic so combining alternative assets with um with traditional um with other asset classes i mean where, where do you want to start with this i know it's a broad topic and we can only do so much in a 10 to 15 minute podcast episode but that being said um, I'd like to cover maybe some of those broader themes because there's people listening right now that, you know, haven't had the opportunity to talk to somebody like you. Right. Well, I came to uh, utilize alternative investments in portfolios for uh, my clients 
via the working in the world of private equity and private debt before I moved to um, Texas. I worked for a firm in Chicago that that was their focus was private equity, private debt, and venture capital. So I saw people that were gaining a lot of wealth and or increasing their income stream by using those investments. And we've all been led to believe that would be the average investor that those things are meant for the very, very wealthy or endowments and pensions. That's becoming less the case. They're becoming more mainstream now and available to more average investors. And so they're being utilized more so that income streams in this world of low interest rates can be enhanced. That's awesome. Can you give us a, um, can you give us some examples of what some of the people out there should be thinking about? So they're looking at their portfolios and obviously everybody's portfolio is going to be different. So I don't mean specific sure. investments, but I mean in terms uh-huh. of whether it's asset classes or otherwise. So kind of de- demystify that word alternative investments, if you will. Well, alternative investments basically means anything that's not publicly traded stock or publicly traded debt. So that would include real estate. That would include uh, equity, private equity before and if it does become traded on the public market. Private debt uh, that uh, is frequently used if a company is not able to get the funding that they need through normal channels, i.e. banks, uh, and then they'll go through a private institution so that they can maintain their operating level and the investors uh, are secured by that company and they get a significantly greater income stream versus what you would get with a regular publicly traded bond or a savings account. And so, uh, what do you think? And I know you've, I know you've looked at many, many portfolios in your career. Um, how do you think, um, you know, this whole, cause everybody listening to the word diversification, um, we know that word. Um, how do you feel like alternative investments help you diversify? And again, this, again, broad question, a different asset's going to do it in a different way, but just in general, how, how, what are some of the benefits of adding the, um, adding, adding alternative investments in relation to diversification? Well, some of your alternative investments, more often than not, are, don't move in the same way, which is a simple way of saying are positively correlated or are not positively correlated to stock and bond markets. That's one of the arguments for using alternative investments is when the markets go down or have a huge uh, correction, more often than not, your private investments will not take that haircut or go down as as much, especially if it's things like real estate or private equity or venture capital. Those things actually hold up better when you have an economic downturn. 
Yeah, you must be a teacher, Michelle, because uh, for you to explain diversification that simply, I've had other CFAs on the show, and let's just put it this way. Everybody listening right now understood what you just said, and they're like, oh, I finally get it. That makes sense. Well, yeah, you took out all the all the gobbledygook, right? Like, you made it. It makes sense what you're saying, and that is what, and that is how it is, and that's how I can tell you've taught this before. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank so you. Michelle, so Michelle, um, a final question, two-part question. So uh, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about par- Porsche Capital Management, I mean, what's the correct type of client and or organization that is typically or business um, is typically a good fit for Porsche Capital Management? Question number one. Uh, question number two, what's the best way for them to reach out and connect with you and your team? Well, I do have my uh, Porsche Capital website. That's www.porsche, no, not like the car, but Porsche Merchant of Venice, P-O-R-T-I-A, hyphen, the word capital, dot com. And I'm also um, reachable on LinkedIn under my name, Michelle Connell, Porsche Capital Management. Um, I take all clients, even though I would, it's easier to use alternative investments when you have uh, more wealth available to you. And as you probably know, Adam, some alternative investments are not available, unfortunately, to uh, normal people. It would be normal is to anybody less than a portfolio of less than $2 million. But that has changed, fortunately, for some alternative investments. Uh, in other words, like private uh, debt is now available in smaller size pieces for individuals who have a decent size, um, uh, I want to say their IRA, again, probably even mm-hmm. down to a half a million dollar range. So I worked with clients down to that particular point and uh, charities uh, more often than not because they are dealing with an infinite time horizon uh probably a cutoff there would be a couple million dollars for for me to make a difference beyond just using what the average, no offense to anybody else out there, the average uh, financial advisor who's throwing ETFs and mutual funds into the mix. That's awesome. Well, Michelle, really appreciate coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Porsche Capital Management. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments on the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Michelle, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate the time and the opportunity to, to speak with to your listeners. All right, so I'll cut the eye there. You were so good. <laughs> that was good. I did, I, I did not put in my, well, I have a voice coach who I've been working with. That's a side note for a while, so I'm getting better. Thank you. Uh, and I have taught a fair amount, and you literally, as you probably know for the CFA, this is true, Adam. You can look it up. I have to teach an entire semester in one night. So I teach cram classes, and that's what I've done for 10 years. Wow. The, the, the different CFA societies in Texas. So imagine taking, like, one of the courses I teach is alternate investments. Teaching that one night, three and a half wow. hours. Or corporate, 
corporate finance one night. It's, it's a lot. So you, and it's like you're doing this big, you know, brain dump, right? So you have yeah. to talk in sound bites to keep people's attention. So I think I've gotten better with time. Oh, no, I, I picked it up. I picked it up. I knew I could tell. I mean, I could tell. I didn't know you were doing the cram classes, but I could tell by the way you answered the questions. I'm like, wow, you're really polished. You said it was only your second one, but this makes sense yeah. when you tell me this because you're really polished. Um, well, so that's thank great. You, thank uh, you. I did, I, so, I'm not so polished. I did not give my uh, contact information. So if you do use me, put that somewhere, just my website. And I am on LinkedIn. Yeah. I forgot that part. Actually, let me um let us just do that last part one more time real quick. So um so um okay and okay um I'll have them edited in. Hold on. Okay, Michelle. So um second second part of the question and what's the best way for them to reach out and to connect? 